0: you know what I, I, I believe you I believe you this morning because i tell you what man it's a declaration isn't it it's a choice whether your family is going to serve God or not isn't it because if you don't make a choice the world will make a choice for you amen especially with those who are still with kids at home or those that are examples for other people's kids you got to make a choice amen and in 2023 man I choose me and my house we're going to serve the Lord and it's not always easy, is it? Why's it gotta be a battle sometimes? But it's worth it, isn't it? It's worth it. Listen, I'm excited to be here. Um, now, when Pastor kind of set that up, Reggie, you know I'm taking the place of Reggie. I'm no Reggie. I can't hold a tune in a bucket. And so I don't have a trombone or a flute or a saxophone or a whatever. Yeah, whatever he plays, it's amazing. But I'll tell you what, God does have a word for you today. And uh, I'm really excited to be preaching. Every time I get an opportunity to preach, uh, I kind of pinch myself because um, I know me. And I know what God's done in my life. And for me to be able to share his word is an honor. Amen? Amen. And uh, so I don't take it lightly. And I'm really, really thankful for our pastors, uh, Pastor Jesse and Lauren. Let's give it up for these guys. Um, they're legitimate. They're the real deal. They're legitimately the real deal. Thank you, Brad. And uh, you know, sometimes you know you, you you see people in ministry, and man, they can preach and and uh, and they're anointed and they've got giftings and talents, and man, God used them. It's really cool. But if you spend much time with these guys, even outside of the church, you find that that they're they're real. They really love Jesus, and where it's easy sometimes to even even stand up here and 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 preach and. And, uh, and declare God's promises and, and all those things, which is wonderful. But sometimes it's different when you get out there and, and you're living life. And uh, you know, there's the first person I see when a car's broke down that stops and helps is our pastor. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. When somebody's in need, who helps? It's these guys. Who's the first one to serve? It's these guys. So I just, you know, not to uh, not to to toot their horn, but the Bible says to give honor where honors due. And I'd be amiss if we didn't start the year off we're just honoring our, our leadership because there's no secret why God's blessed this place. Amen. Amen. God's going to continue to bless this place as we continue to stay humble and go after it. So please, please pray for our leaders. Amen. Pray for strength and humility and grace and anointing and blessing and all those things that, uh, that, uh, God's going to do, but God's doing amazing things around here last week i think alone we had like 63 people give their lives to christ i mean and i'm just telling you that's not normal that's not normal like christmas week too right like that's i'm glad i'm a part of a church where people get saved every week every service every time people give their lives to christ and that's why you're here too right you love it we have amazing children's youth programs uh give it up for these guys Like amazing, (laughs) top-notch, men's gathering every Thursday morning. Guys just radically getting touched by God. 6.30 if you're able to every Thursday morning here. Fearless women on fire. Um, it's, it's amazing. We're feeding hungry people every week. If you're looking for a place to serve, Food Bank is a place to serve every Tuesday, 530. We pack up 200 bags of groceries, and we give them out every single week, man. It's crazy. So 200 bags of, of food every week. I don't want that just to become something that's, that's just like, well, yeah, that's just what we do. People just get saved. we got awesome ministries. We give things out. No, listen, God's doing cool things, but he's doing it through you, right? Like We don't have enough staff to do all that right? He's doing it through you. And so just thanks for what you do. We're planting additional campuses. We got multiple study groups on and on and on and on. But I just encourage you to stay, stay connected, get on all our social media platforms, all the stuff, um, and, uh, and get involved somewhere. You should really serve one weekend or one service a weekend and go to one. Okay, I got like four people that were really excited about that. Usually the people that are ministry leaders. Yes! But something happens when you serve and you make it your own. Like this is not a spiritual country club where you have to have membership to come in. That you're involved, you're part of it. The minute you walk in, this is family, you're here. We want you here. So get involved. Don't ever think, well, I can't get involved in that because that's their area. No, 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 no. We want you to get involved. Right? Nobody will get offended if you show up Tuesday night at 530 and put food in bags. We want you here, you know, and and every other ministry is the same way. Um, There's certain ministries where you need a background check. So if you won't clear that, don't even try. Um, but just go fill bags, amen, and put on a yellow shirt and love people, but anyway, church is growing, 2023 is going to be amazing, people are hungry for truth and grace, and I just simply love my church, simply love it, so uh, happy new year, right, how many of you, uh, how many of you make, you'll sit down in just a minute, but how many of you, how many of you make new year's resolutions? Oh, come on, I'm not setting you up, right? Like so many people, like, they like setting up, a, like, a, a, new, a new start, a fresh start, a New Year's resolution, right? The, listen to this, though, this stat, this whole fresh start thing, like, does it really work And New Year's resolutions? 43% of people expect that they're going to fail by February. So that's like you made the resolution yourself, and 43% of those people that made the resolution are like, yeah, by February, I, I'm going to fail. Um, I'm almost almost one out of four quit within the first week of setting their New Year's resolution Most people quit before the end of January and only nine percent see their resolution through to completion nine percent So a nine percent success rate isn't very good So you know, but the idea of a New Year's resolution is kind of a godly thing in the sense of we all want a fresh start, right? and It's kind of cool because God gives you one every day This isn't my message, but this is for somebody. Lamentations 322 says that the steadfast love of of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every year. Oh, come on now, somebody's been reading their Bible. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So I'm just gonna tell you this morning, you don't have to wait for next year for for a fresh start. You woke up this morning, like Pastor said, God's got a plan for your life. His mercies are new every single morning. And somebody needs to hear that because, listen, he gives us grace. And actually, there's some pretty good scripture that supports even he'll forgive you many, many, many times throughout the day. Like his mercy is new every single morning. You wake up, listen, you got a fresh start. I don't care what you did for New Year's Eve. Maybe you you did stuff for New Year's Eve you shouldn't have done. Now you feel a little guilty. Well, I'm telling you what, his mercy new right now. It's new right now. It's a fresh start. Don't wait. Don't think, well, I already failed. I'm in the 9% club. No, listen. It starts every single day. This is a place of grace and mercy and truth. We'll tell the truth about why not to do those things because God's got a better plan for your life. But I'll tell you this, you don't have to hang on to it and have shame and guilt. Right? This year, some of us need to build some walls in our lives too. You remember Nehemiah? The the, prophet, the Nehemiah built the walls of Jerusalem because they had decayed. And, and I just felt this driving in this morning again. I'm gonna get in the message here in a moment. But I feel like God said that some of us need to build walls in our lives this year. Rebuild some walls. Rebuild some walls to keep some things out of our lives that need to stay out, but also to keep some things in that need to stay in. You know, walls are good. I put fences in my yard for my dogs because I love my dogs. I don't want them to get run over and leave but it's also to keep things out. And God's saying, listen, some of you need to rebuild some walls. This is gonna be a year of holiness. It's been on pastor's heart and he's gonna speak more about it in the weeks and months to come about holiness in 2023. But part of that's gonna be rebuilding some walls in our lives. We need to have some standards. We need to be different. We're, We're called to be a peculiar people. Some of you are definitely peculiar. And I'm included. But we honestly are called to be different. If we're not different, why would the world want what we have? So I'm just going to plant a little seed there for you. In 2023, we're called to be different. Amen? Amen. We're going to read a scripture. 1 Kings 19, 12 through 15. After this, we'll we'll have a seed. The title of this message is Hearing His Voice. And I'm picking picking up where Pastor had kind of left the last message before Christmas about Elijah. And it says, After the earthquake, a fire... But the Lord was, was not in the fire. And, and after the fire, the sound of a, a low whisper. But Elijah, and Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for you, Lord, and the Lord of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only I am left, and it wasn't really the truth, but you know, fear drives you to think that you're all alone, right? It says, and they seek my, face to ta- they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. Whisper to your neighbor, God's got a word for you. You may take your seats. You see, it's imperative that every believer hears from God. Amen? And I know I've said this before when I preach, but the more amens I get, the quicker I go. So, let's do this. Okay, let's try this. Come on. Amen? Amen? You see, in that scripture, um, did God tell Elijah to go hide in a cave? No. No. You see, fear drives you to places where God hasn't called you. Fear drives you to places that God has never called you. See, Elijah was running out of fear. And, you know, it didn't turn out the way he thought. See, when he he had this dramatic display of power on Mount, Mount Carmel, He thought maybe that that would turn the nation around or perhaps he thought that the radical display of God's judgment against the prophets of Baal would change the hearts of the nation but neither of those things happened it shows that to me it shows that the display of power from God doesn't necessarily change men's hearts instead it's the still small voice of God speaking to the human heart that's actually far more powerful to change our lives Amen? I mean, we see that in Jesus' life, right? So he walked this earth and he did miracles and miracles. But, you know, the thing is, not the miracles didn't always persuade people. Right? And when you see this, this example with Elijah, that, that the power happened and the storm and the, the explosions and the fire and the, all this stuff, all the noise, all the power happened, but, but, but God wasn't in all of that. God caused all of that to get his attention, to teach him something, and to teach us something. But you've got you to notice this, that God was in the whisper. What changed his life, what changed the direction of his path was hearing from God, not seeing his power. He had just seen more power than any of us have ever seen. I've never seen that many prophets die and killed. I've never called down fire from heaven onto a wet bonfire. I've used gasoline before. Woo! But that's a little different. I've never been fed by birds. Like, all these things happened, but yet he still ran out of fear because he, he didn't hear the voice of God. He forgot what God had told him. You notice what God said to Elijah, though, when, when he spoke to him. What, what did he say? What, what, are you, what are you doing here? Go back. Like, I never called you to run out of fear. I, I, didn't, I didn't call you to, to go the opposite direction. Like, what, what are you doing? Let's go back. You know, and I think that's for somebody in here today. I, I know in times in my life it's been for me that I operate out of fear. It doesn't look good. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the circumstances as I see them and I make decisions based on what I see, but yet I forget about this still small voice that happened over here where God said, I want you to do this. Well, you know, when God says to do this, he doesn't change his mind. So when God had told Elijah, listen, I want you to do this. I want you to, to, to do this for me. He didn't change his mind. And, you know, I titled this Hearing God's Voice. Well, why? Like, because hearing God's voice is what every believer needs. You need to hear God's voice. Just like Elijah, this mighty man of God, this prophet of God, he got off track based on fear and what he saw in his own eyes, but what brought him back to the purpose of God was hearing God's voice. Amen? And here's the interesting thing, too. Like, silence doesn't change what God says. When God says something, he doesn't change his mind. He's not schizophrenic. He's not like that family member you have that doesn't know where they want to go out to eat. Not naming any names. Have you ever been there where I want to go here and we sit down and eat and I wish we would have went there? Is that just in my house? See, God's not like that. When God says, I want you to do this, he doesn't change his mind. You can take it to the bank. And just because you don't hear him speaking in the moment doesn't mean that that's not still his plan. When God says something for you, and some of you need to hear this, God has spoke something to you in your life, and he hasn't changed his mind. You see, the teacher never talks when you're given a test. That Sometimes he says, I've taught you all this. Now it's time. Let's take a test. Let's just see where we're at. Are you failing the test today? Are you doing all right see it's important we hear his voice my first point is you need to hear god's voice being able to hear god's voice is so important to know the direction that he wants you to go don't get me wrong there are many things that we know we're supposed to do or not do because it's written in the word of god right those things are not negotiable so like you don't need to hear from god on should i kill this person can I get an amen? amen. Come on. Like, like, like pastor would say, I'm going to stab somebody up in here. You don't need to hear from God not to stab somebody up in here. Right? You, you don't need to hear from God not to have, not to have a, you know, a, an affair. You, you don't need to hear from God like for him to say again, no, the one you married is the one you married. It's so the one I got for you. You don't need to hear a voice from God saying stay with her or stay with him. That's in the word of God. It's in the written word of God, Right? You, you don't need a word of God on the things that are written in the word of God. There are, those things are non-negotiable, right? Like, I, I, I want to go to Target, and I just want to take some stuff because I don't have the money. No, that's stealing. You can't do that. You don't need a word from God that says don't steal things. You get what I'm saying? You don't need a word from God from those kinds of things. There are things in the word of God that you know you're supposed to do, and you don't need a word of God for that either, like loving your neighbor as yourself. You don't need a word from God to say, hey, I'm supposed to love my neighbor. No, he already said it. You don't need to seek his will for that like he he already said it. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Forgiving one another. Forgive the way you want to be forgiven. You don't need a word from God on that. Forgive people the way you want to be forgiven. You get what I'm saying? Like the word of God is very clear on things not to do and to do. But you need a word from God in the specific things in your life and the plans and purpose he has for you specifically. You see, you're made in his image. God loves you so much. He wants a relationship with you. The entirety of the Bible is God restoring a broken relationship that man started in the garden. The enemy helped in that, but man decided to sin. The entirety of the Bible is this whole story of God bringing humanity back to him. Right? Do you see that? That everything is about him wanting a relationship with you. Everything that Christ did on the cross was so that he could have a relationship with you and I. Do you see that? Like everything in the Bible is because he loves you and I that much. We were made in his image. Like you, you don't feel like it some days. There's people in here that you don't, you don't even know your own identity. You don't feel secure. You don't know who you are. But I'll tell you, he knows who you are. He loves you the way you are. He sees you more than you'll ever see yourself sometimes. He believes in you. He died for you. He wants a relationship with you. So is it a stretch that, that he wants to talk to you? Come on, church. God wants to talk to you. And some people are like, man, pastor, that's weird. No, it's not weird. It's not weird that God wants to talk to you. Listen, he laid down his life and died on a cross for you. If this, if if God would send his only son, pay the ultimate price to love you that much, and it's a stretch to believe he wants to talk to you. And I'm not talking weird stuff, you know, movies and news. I mean, that's weird, like God told me to go kill this person. Those people are just nuts. That's not normal. But God wants to speak to you. God wants you to hear his voice. It's not a strange thing to hear his voice. It shouldn't be strange. You need to hear his voice. Point number two is this. Nothing replaces time with God you know as we start this new year time with God time in the word it needs to be something that's a priority I'm gonna get a little spicy here a minute is that okay you pay for Netflix you pay for Amazon Prime you pay for YouTube TV you pay for satellite TV You pay for that movie. You pay for it. You pay for it. But Christ paid for you. Now listen, we budget things in our lives to spend time on them. So why is it so hard to spend time on the one that paid everything for us? I mean, come on. I'm I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm preaching to myself. I'm just telling you that in 2023, I want to get back to the place where it's more important to spend time with him than to spend time on things amen I'm stepping on some toes but is it okay I mean do we want to grow you want to grow You, you want to see your life blossom you want to hear from God you got to stop and listen you know what sometimes you got to turn off that TV sometimes you got to take that phone there's a neat button on these phones it's really wild no one else wants you to know about this but if you if you have an iPhone you hold this button down on the left hand side hold it down long enough a little question will come up it'll say power off and you swipe it with your thumb this way, and this, this thing actually turns off. And, and it's wild, when it turns off, it doesn't buzz. It doesn't ring. I'm not as tempted to check and see who's on Facebook right now. Who liked my post? No one else does that, right? Who's on Instagram? Who said what? Like right now, my wife just texted me. I love you, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, so turn it off when you preach. Oh my Lord. But nothing replaces time in God's Word, you time with God. The Bible is inspired by God and is alive. Do you believe that? The, if, you, if you don't read the Bible, you're not getting filled up with what you need as a believer. It's, it's like not eating breakfast or lunch or supper and saying, I can't believe why I'm hungry. You said food would really do something for me. It will, but you actually have to eat it. You can't just look at it. So that Bible on your end table, that Bible on the shelf, it's like it doesn't... It's that happens. It doesn't just automatically happen because you have a Bible in your house. And, and believe it or not, it doesn't just happen when you come to church. Like you're getting fed and there's things that are happening because we're preaching the Word of God. And that's why you leave and you feel inspired and you feel changed and God does something. But you can't just eat once a week. You hearing me? So get in the word. Do something. I don't I don't care if it's in the morning, if it's at lunchtime, if it's at night. I don't care what it is, but get in the word. Will you commit to do that in 2023? Because I tell you what. Come on, that's fine. the Bible is alive and active. It holds the answers to life. It holds the answers to every problem you have. It's good for teaching and for correction and all those things, right? Like it answers the things that you need. It fills your soul. It is alive. What would happen if a church full of people actually got in the word of God and started hearing the voice of God for yourselves? And then Sunday and Saturday night church, it's a supplement. It's an encouragement. It's a direction. It's a guidance that God gives, right? But throughout the week, you're actually eating. Right? Amen? Come on. That's good for me. See, Jesus paid it all just to have a relationship with you. We can pay it back a little bit, can't we, guys? There are also many specific things... In His plan for you, for your life, that you will only hear when you hear His voice. He does it through the Holy Spirit. Things like, should I take this job? Like, you can read the Bible, and it's not going to tell you. Yes, Amanda, you should go work at Casey's. If you hear that, that's not God. But but see, God's not going to tell you right. Like that's not in the Bible. You get what I'm saying? Who do I marry? You need to hear from God, right? Who should I not marry? Who should I not hang out with? Where should I not go? You hear me? Like those things like you can get the principles and you can get definite like like uh, corporate instruction in the word of God but as believers we need to hear the voice of God for specific things in our life. Yeah I remember a situation in my life where I was debating on a job and uh you know, the word says that his sheep know his voice. And so I was praying and listening, you know, for God's voice. And it was an opportunity to move to a different state. And there was a lot of expansion going on in Colorado. And Colorado seems like a really cool place to live, right? My wife did a, did a, uh, like a, a semester out there for, during school and loved it. And so we're like, maybe we move to Colorado. We're serving Jesus, loving Jesus. We know we're called to ministry eventually, but I'm working for Target at the time. And so I'm really seeking the Lord, like, what do I do? And I didn't feel him say anything at all. And it was super frustrating. You ever been there where you're praying and you don't hear a voice? You're like, God, just say something. And so my philosophy has always been, okay, if you're not saying no, I'm going to keep trying doors. I mean, because it's easier to steer a car that's moving than one that's sitting still. You hearing me? Those of you that remember when we had like stick shifts and clutches and stuff? And some of you are like, what? what is that? Well, you'd put it in neutral and push it, and then you'd pop the clutch, and it'd go. But it was easier to push when you were, like, moving and steering. Well, anyway, um, so I've always, I've always thought, I'm going to actually do something. I'm going to move forward. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take that step, and if God wants to stop me, he will, right? And so, anyway, that's what's going on. So I'm going through the interview process, and I come down here, actually, to, to Urbandale to, to interview for it was a district role in Colorado with Target. And so I go, and I'm feeling a little bit uneasy because I really I want to hear the voice of God. I want to know that God's in this. But I go, I interview, and I did well, and, and uh, essentially was told, "Hey, we'll get back to you on when." Like you did, you made it, like you're gonna go to Colorado. And I remember going back to the hotel, uh, right up here in Hickman. And I got back to the room, and I was just distraught because I was I should have been excited, but I I didn't want to I didn't want to do it unless it was God's plan, even though it was a good thing. And I was like, God, you said that your sheep know your voice, and I just I gotta know. I just gotta know what, what you want me to do. And I remember getting kind of upset and I was on my knees and praying. I prayed for probably an hour. And, uh, and for me, that's a long time because I get distracted fairly easy, you know? And, um, but anyway, I kept praying and praying and praying and finally I said really loud, I said, I gotta know. And he goes, that's right. That's dumb. <laughs> I said, that's, that's not helpful. I literally, we had this conversation, and when when I say I heard from God, I don't hear an audible voice from heaven shouting out. It's like he speaks to my heart, and I know it's God. Do you know what I mean? And if you don't know what I mean, you're gonna know what I mean eventually, like today, because God wants to speak to you. So I'm laying there, and now I'm in bed. I'm just laying there. I'm like, just laying there going, what? I said, I gotta know. I said, I just—I don't want to mess around with my life. I want to live it for you. I don't want to go to another state if you don't want me to go. I got a no. And he goes, that's right. You're going to have to help me. Lord, I don't understand. He said, what would you just say? I said, I got a no. He goes, yep. He said, say it again. I said, I, I, I got a no. And the minute I said it, it's like he smiled and went, ha. You got to know. No. No. And I knew, like, I knew instantly, immediately, no question. You put a gun to my head. I knew 100%. God said, no. You don't go. And I said, you know, that would have been really helpful about two hours ago. And I called the guy. His name is Don. He was Don Ewing. He's a, I just saw him the other day at a banquet. An incredible man of God. I didn't know that at the time. He was the district manager of this area. And I called him and I said, Don, this is going to sound crazy. Because I didn't know if you knew the Lord. And I said, but uh, I know this is going to sound crazy. And I, I apologize for wasting your time. But I, just, I was just back at the hotel praying. And God told me no. And he goes, yeah, it would have been great to know. He said, but I respect that. And the last thing I would want you to do is do something God says don't do. Isn't that something? Now, those are the specific things that God wants to tell you in your life, right? Would it have been wrong to move? No, not wrong, not sin. But that's not what God had for my life, right? And I wouldn't be doing probably what I'm doing today. God had a different plan for my life, and that's why you and I have to hear God's voice. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. You know, and I just want to, I want to tell you this, that God's, what God speaks to you, what you think you hear from God will never contradict the written word of God. Okay? So you, you, got, you got to make sure, like, as you begin to, like, if you haven't heard from God before and you begin to, like, take time and listen and you feel like it's God, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, like, how do you know? But I just want you to know this, that what you think you feel, what you hear, will absolutely never, ever contradict the word of God. If you feel like God told you something and it contradicts the word of God, the word of God trumps what you felt and heard. Amen? It will always support, go along with the principles and teachings of the Bible. Amen? Amen? So if you feel like God says, "He, he told me to leave my wife. That wasn't God. It was not God. Right? And there may be situations of different things, but I'll tell you what, that's not God. So number three, hearing his voice is what sets us apart. You hear me? Hearing his voice is what sets us apart. John, John 10, 26 through 28 says this. But you do not believe because you are, among, you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. You do not believe because you are not among my sheep. You see, what sets us apart as followers of Christ is that we hear his voice. See, Jesus was talking to the religious people of the time when he said this. He said, you do not believe because you are not my sheep. The religious leaders wanted Jesus to speak plainly. And here he spoke more plainly than they probably wanted. Jesus previously told them that they were not true shepherds, right? Here Jesus tells them that they're not even true sheep because the Messiah's sheep believe and hear his voice. So what sets us apart and what sets Christianity apart from every other religion in the world is our Savior still speaks to us. Well, number one, we have a Savior that's alive. There's no other religion on planet Earth that has a Savior that's alive. Every other God and every other religion is dead. We are the only religion on planet Earth where our Savior is alive and proven to be alive. So not only is he alive, he wants to speak to you. So what sets us apart is that our Creator speaks to us. Amen? Do you hear his voice? Are you a sheep? Do you know that still small voice? Do you read the word and hear him speaking to you? Yes, because you're a sheep. Amen? You ever read something out of scripture and it's just like you've read it before and it jumps off the page and it's for you today? That's his sheep hearing his voice. And you know, I don't we did we raised one flockish you call sheep flocks herds sorry flock whatever okay yeah there we go we raised one we raised hogs in general that raised a lot of hogs some cattle and one group of sheep the reason we only raised one is because they were the dumbest animal we've ever had <laughs> i'm not kidding i specifically remember one that that uh that would go and get its head stuck in the fence and we'd go out and dad would say you know it's God's head stuck in the fence again, and I'd go out and I'd I would was not necessarily nice. I was a little kid, so I'd get on the other side of the fence, and kick its head, and get it unstuck. Well, yeah, it doesn't sound right, but, but I had been nice the first hundred times. But then you go out an hour later, and the same sheep has got its head, and you're like, um, bud, like this, this has happened before, and like, do you want me to kick you again? Uh, so we are compared to sheep, and, right? We're compared to sheep. So, you know, sometimes we get our head stuck in the fence time and time and time and time again, right? Or is that just me? Okay, moving on. So that's why I have dogs, dogs listen. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I have, I have golden retrievers that are hunting dogs and we'll go hunting with a large group of people and a lot of dogs. And it's so interesting because my dogs, I've got one I'm still training, but two of them for sure. As we're hunting like again we'll have all these people different dogs all sorts of people talking yelling at their dogs blowing whistles doing whatever and my dogs will work generally in front of me and they're looking back at me and then I'll say something and it's funny because every now and then they'll get over there in front of somebody else they get a little confused and I'll say Bailey and her ears perk up and she runs over and hunts in front of me why she knows my voice you know what I mean and see that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. We need to be able to hear his voice so that when we get a little off track, he says, hey, come on back. Come over here. Let's go this way. There's more pheasants over here. You know, it's going to be good. But God wants to speak to us through his Holy Spirit. And in John 16:13 it says this, when the spirit of truth comes, Jesus said this, now catch this. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Not part of the truth, not half of the truth, all of the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. So Jesus said that he will speak. So what will the Holy Spirit do? He will speak of things to come. He won't speak of his own authority, but he'll speak of the things that he sees. So the Holy Spirit will do what? The Holy Spirit will do what? So is it weird that the Holy Spirit speaks? Now, we need to get a hold of this because I don't know, man, how many believers I've met that they look for every other answer to get, a, to get, to get for other than the Holy Spirit. Like, they'll go online. They'll, get, they'll join prophetic Facebook groups. I'm really sorry if you're a part of one. But I'm not going to let somebody a thousand miles away that doesn't know me speak into my life that doesn't know anything about it. I, I mean, maybe there's times when that works for you. I don't know, but I know this: I have a direct line to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I don't need you. I, I don't need you alone to speak into my life. Does that make sense? I need you to speak into my life. God will use you to speak into my life. I've had people speak into my life, and I'm so thankful. You know, as a matter of fact, I had one time where I was worship, I remember I was worshiping. In church, doing my thing, and I just I asked the Lord under my breath, "Are you proud of me?" Weird question. I don't know. I do that stuff. Anybody else? Like I actually in that moment asked him, "Hey, if you gave me a grade, what would it be?" I did. I said, "Would would I would I like be?" Because I was kind of a C student. Because I never I never took a book home my senior year. It was pretty cool. Left them in my locker. You never lose them that way. Um, if I would have applied myself, I could have done much better. Anyway, I asked, what am I? Am I an A student, an F student? What am I for you? And I, and I, I, I ended it with, Lord, are you proud of me? All under my breath. And so I'm standing the worship, and, and, you know, of course, that was it. That was all. And I, I, I open my eyes, and I look over across the room, and there's this fella named Randy. And I knew Randy pretty well. He's about my dad's age, and he's completely in his spot on the other side of the church. You know, everybody kind of has their spot, right? Randy looks over at me, and we make eye contact, which is kind of weird during worship. Like... I probably shouldn't be staring at you, and you shouldn't be staring at me. This is weird. And so I just looked away. And pretty soon, he comes up behind me, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, Rob, I, this is weird. I'm over there worshiping, and I just felt like the Lord wanted me to come tell you that he's proud of you. I didn't tell him for two years, I just couldn't. It just meant so much to me that I had to process it honestly in my own heart like, what the heck? Like, I serve a God that actually heard what I said. I am so sorry for asking you to grade me. I'm I'm such an idiot. But you get what I'm saying. Like, God wants to use other people to bless your life. But don't rely only on other people to guide your life. Amen? Use it to confirm. Use it to support. Use it to bless. The Holy Spirit will tell you of things to come. A primary function of the Holy Spirit is to guide us into truth. He's our comforter, our guide, our helper, our encourager, and will tell us of things to come. Tell us of things to come. You think, like, what, what is that? Is that prophecy? Is it big things? Is it, is it the end times? What is it? No, I think it's just little things. You know, my last story, I've got example of that in my life was it was a few years back. I'm on a missions trip in the jungle of Costa Rica, out in the middle of nowhere, and I get asked to preach in this jungle church or this, like, little, little church. They had just got electricity out there. And, and anyway, it was just a great honor. And so I'm on the bus uh, out preparing. And so I'm, I'm going through my notes. What am I going to say? Is it culturally uh, going to make sense? You can't tell the joke out there because that, you know what I mean? What did you grade me, Lord? They don't get that. You know what I mean? They just, Netflix, no, that's not going to matter. They've never heard of that, you know, the stock market could crash in the United States and they wouldn't care. So I'm like making sure, like just going through it, is it just, just what you want, God? And as I'm going through it, I feel like the Holy Spirit said, bring your headlamp. That's dumb. right? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, like that's, a, again, a still small voice, a, just a whisper. I, I didn't hear an audible voice. I heard it in my heart, like bring your headlamp. Luckily, I had a headlamp, like a little headlamp with a strap on it, you know, and I thought that's really weird, but I just have learned in my life when God says something, just do it, right? Anybody with with me? When God says something, just do it. Don't try to figure it out. So I put my little headlamp in my pocket, and so the day goes on. That evening, we go to church. People are walking from all over, you know, of course, there's no cars, and uh, there's horses and donkeys out there. It's just amazing. Like, it was just, you had to be there and it's open. It's like a brick building. There's no windows. It's open, and it's about the size of these, the, all these chairs right here, and I'm standing up here, and there's one little light bulb hanging in the middle, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm going along about halfway through my message, and the lights go out, and I went, oh, okay. I pulled my headlamp out. I put it on, and I kept preaching. I mean, what is that all about, Right? I mean, like, uh, the Holy Spirit, How, what, I mean, I'm, here's what blows my mind. If you know the power's going to go out, don't let it go out. You're God. Right? Do you guys ever ask those kind of things? Why tell me to bring a headlamp? Just don't let the power get cut. It be No, but you know why? Because not only, and, I mean, instantly, my, my, like, faith went through the roof. Like, I knew I heard his voice. I had no clue what it meant. And there's been times he's told me something, and it didn't happen like that. But most times it does. And so I pulled the headlamp out, and I'm preaching. And, uh, and like people look at me like, what the heck? And I said, um, yeah, to be honest with you, and I'll tell you, it gave God so much credibility in that moment. Because I said, listen, I, I was preparing to, to talk to you guys about Jesus. And as I was, he said, put your headlamp in your pocket. And so I did. And so when the power went out, I have light to continue to preach the gospel. That's how much he loves you. He loves you enough that he told a knucklehead like me to put a pocket put a light in his pocket. You know what I mean? That's how much God loves you and I. So he will tell you of things to come. You know, he's told me about ministry callings, he's told me about things in other people's lives. And the Holy Spirit will do the same for you. My last point is this how to hear from God. We've got seven minutes are we doing okay I mean even if you said we weren't I'm gonna continue um, because I have to pastor said so um, how to hear from God number one make time I mean we talked about it a minute ago but but be quiet like be still turn off the phone silence it put it out of reach There's never, ever been a time when I've got alone with the Lord and I'm quiet, I don't hear his voice. And I'm not saying that's a pat on the back, I'm saying that should be normal. There's never been a time I take a drive with my wife that we don't talk. There's, I mean, there's times I talk a lot and she says, babe, if you want me to talk, you gotta stop. (laughs) I'm serious, believe it or not. But God says the same thing to me often. Where I'm in my quiet time and I'm talking to him and I'm kind of letting stuff go, you know, whatever, and I'm like venting with him and, and he goes, um, if you'll be quiet for just a second, I've got the answers for you. And I'll just say this, if you haven't heard from God lately, or if you don't hear from him daily, then you're not listening. I'm gonna say it again because I think it's I think it's true, I think it's biblically accurate. If you're not hearing from God daily, then you're not listening. You're not creating time to listen. Sometimes you've got to be still, quiet the noise. You know, Jesus, you notice, he often went to a quiet, solitary place to get away from the stuff. Even when successful ministry was happening and people were wanting his attention and wanting, like, all sorts of crowds were gathering where most guys would be like, yeah, this is, this is happening, you know, like, it's, this is the pinnacle of my ministry. Jesus would then go, and they're like, where's he going? He was going to be with the Father. Just to get away and just listen. Make it a habit every single day of getting alone and listening. When you get in the vehicle, don't just turn the radio on. Don't just turn the music on. If My go-to when I get in my truck every morning is to turn Scripture on. Every morning, just turn Scripture on. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. You want more faith? Listen to the Bible or read the Bible. So be quiet, turn off the phone, silence it, put it out of reach. How to hear from God. Be careful who you listen to. How to hear from God. Be careful, Because you can only take in so much information. You, can only, you only hear so many voices at one time. So be careful who you listen to. Sometimes, some people in your life, you need to not listen to them anymore. You can still love them and support them, but you can't listen to their spiritual advice or guidance. I've had some crazy prophetic things to- told to me from some crazy people. And I smile and nod and say, oh, okay, we'll see. But I don't, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm going to listen to the word of God. I'm gonna to listen to the Holy Spirit. And if what they say matches that, then amen, let's go. Get in the word, he speaks through it and it helps you learn his ways. So how to hear from God, get in his word. And then just do it, like quit trying to figure it out. Like quit trying to wrestle with it or to try to analyze it. Like sometimes, I mean, we just, some people are super analytical, how does this work? Mm, just sit still and be quiet. Well, what do you mean, what do I say? Nothing where do I read to hear the Word of God? Anything. Like, don't try to analyze it. You know what I mean? Like, some of you need to hear that. Like, just honestly, set your clock for five minutes and do nothing but get on your face and listen. Oh, and here's a trick. I I have a notepad. If things come up like things I know I have to do, I write them down so that I don't, like, if you don't write them down, it stays in your mind, and then you dwell on that. So I've found that if I write it down, I'm like, okay, okay, good. I got that. Now it's away. Like, I'm not going to let anything else in in this moment. Like, this is me and God time. I'm going to listen to him because God can solve in five minutes what takes me five years. No, I'm serious. Like, that's actually happened in my life. I've wrestled with things for years, for years, and then God finally says, not finally, I finally listen and hear what God's saying and do what he says, and then poof, it worked. Right? So you got to Listen. Hearing from God is part of being a Christian. It's not only for pastors or for spiritual elites. It's for everyone. God wants to speak to you. Hearing his voice always blesses others as much as it blesses you. When you share what God's put on your heart, God will use that to encourage others. It's not only for you, but it's also for you to encourage the body of Christ. So practice in this place. It's never wrong to give an encouraging word, a prophetic word to somebody that's encouraging, right? Now, you better know it's God if you go up and say, you're going to live one more year, and then you're going to die. Like, that's not what I'm talking about, prophetic word. God's got a plan for your life and a purpose, and he wants to bless your life, right? That, that's scriptural, and it's prophetic. It's speaking life into people, right? If God gives you a word to someone, say, man, go tell them I'm proud of you. Go tell them that God's proud of them. Amen? You have no idea what's going on in their heart or what's going on in their life. Hmm. I'm going to have to cut some stuff. Two minutes. That's the problem with not doing Saturday night because you can tweak it a little bit. Sean killed it last night too, by the way, didn't he? When I'm unsure, so I'll leave you with this before we close. When I'm unsure if it is God or not speaking to me, I ask three things. Number one, would the devil want this? So like when I feel like oftentimes God will put somebody in my heart or a situation and tell me to go like, he often tells me to go tell somebody that he loves them. Which is weird sometimes when you just walk up to a perfect stranger and say Jesus loves you. However, I ask those three things. Would the devil want me to do this? Does the devil want me to tell people that Jesus loves them? No. Does my flesh like this? No. Generally, my flesh does not like it. Right? And will this bring honor to him? So those three things. Does the devil want this to happen? You hear something from God, right? Does the devil want this to happen? No. Is my flesh going to love it? No, it stretches me. Is it going to honor God? If it meets those three, I would say it's God speaking to you. And go do it. Just go do it. Like, you know, it's the, what's the risk? You, you killed your flesh a little bit. You honored God. You made the devil mad. Those are all good things. Right? Now, I just want to encourage you that there's nothing more exciting than listening to him and doing what he says. If you want an exciting life, if you think your life's a little boring or, or whatever, like, I'm telling you, there's nothing boring about serving Jesus. He will stretch you and take you and do things. I mean, imagine being Saul on the road to Damascus, and he knocks you off a horse and says, listen, I got a different plan for your life. That got pretty exciting. Imagine being Gideon when you're, when you're there hiding away, you know, in, in, the, in the wine press. And, oh, mighty man of valor. Let's go take a nation. What? what? Um, does the devil want this? No. Does the flesh want it? Absolutely not. Will it honor God? If it works. Right? Almost every, not almost, I think every single time in Scripture when God speaks to someone, you can use those three. But I know this, that God wants to have a relationship with you, wants to speak to you, wants to know you deeper, and wants you to know him deeper. If you'd stand with me this morning. Because I think God wants to speak to some people. Um, I I know he does, actually. See, some of you have, like, gotten this, this idea that, like, well, I do certain things for God, You know, that goes along with the scripture that says obedience is better than sacrifice. He's not as interested as what you do for him as he is that you're obedient to what he asked you to do. You know what I mean? Some of y'all are like, well, I went to church. I I mean, this last 2022, man, I was in church almost every week. That's cool. That's a great start. That's incredible. You need to be in church. But you also need to listen to the Holy Spirit because he wants you to have a relationship with him that's more intimate. Could you imagine in your relationships in your life with your spouse or your best friend or whatever if you just didn't talk that often? That's what it's like. And he loves you more than that. Like he loves me more than my wife loves me. He does. This last weekend or or last week, um, I got to spend a couple days alone with my wife. We just took a trip to Kansas City. And it was remarkable because it was just the two of us. We got away from the kids. That sounded bad. We had time alone alone. But nobody else around, just us. It was just incredible. I just loved it. We love each other. We love hanging out. But I'll tell you what, my Heavenly Father loves me even more than that. And when I set time aside and you set time aside to just listen to him and talk to him, it warms his heart. Some in here are called to do things that are, most all, are called to do things that are out of your comfort level. Some of you are called in 2023 to maybe start a business. Like you've heard God say that years ago. And it's this Elijah moment where you've used fear, maybe it was COVID or whatever, and you just haven't done that. But I'm here to tell you that when God said something, he, he's not schizophrenic, he still means it. If God told you to start a business, he wants you to start a business. He'll bless your business. I don't know who that's for specifically, but I know it is because I, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, tell them to not operate in fear, but do what I told them to do. Like, if I told you to do it, is it impossible? Yes, it's impossible in your own strength. But I told you to do it, so all things are possible in me. I'm going to bless your socks off, but you actually have to go do it. Right? Anybody receive that? Some of you are called to be campus pastors for us. And you're like, man, I don't, I don't have the qualifications. I, I, don't, I don't have the what. I don't have the this. I don't have the that. No, listen, some of you are called to do that. So let's not make excuses and let's say, yes, Lord amen some of you are called to end an unhealthy relationship the holy spirit's been speaking that to you and you know it in here his sheep know his voice and you know it but you've been putting on the earmuffs of like i can't hear you lord right you know what i'm saying some of you are called to actually take that step of faith and get in a relationship no i'm serious don't look at the past hurts past mistakes past failures, that God's saying it's time. Oh, come on, people. Some of you are called to do a do-over like Elijah. You've just been heading the wrong direction. That's all. You're just operating in fear in your life, and you're just not on track with God. And he's saying, hey, that's all right. What are you doing here? Let's go back. That's all. You know, he didn't scold Elijah. He said, let's go back. I mean, he blew up some rocks around him, which would be kind of crazy, just to get his attention. And then he whispered and said, Hey, see, I love it. I love in a conversation when somebody lowers their voice because it causes me to lean in and listen. And that's what God did. Like, he blew up all the stuff, which is nuts because he can. And then he's like, Hey, Caitlin, let's go back. Let's go back. Because that's really where I called you, it was back there. You know? Let's go back. Hearing his voice doesn't mean that you'll get the whole picture. And I need you to know this. Like, you will not get the whole picture. He'll give you just enough for you to be obedient. And then he'll give you the next. And then he'll give you the next. And then he'll give you the next. Because if he showed you what was all the way at the end, you'd say, not me, Lord. This thing is a thing of faith. He's waiting, longing for time with you. Let's just pray this morning. I'm just going to leave the rest for some other day lord we just want to pause this morning never want this to be routine we want to bask in your presence and god you want to speak to every single heart here today every single person in this room every single person you want to speak to them that you love them so much god that you gave your life for every single soul in this room and you want to have a relationship with them. In 2023, starting today, God, you want, to, you want them to hear your voice and, and be led by the Spirit and, and have this exciting life of being a Christian. And God, I pray you'd help us today to hear your voice, to quiet ourselves, to set some routines in 2023 to, number one, get in your word, number two, to listen in your presence. And God, I pray for those in this place that don't know you. God, that today is the day of salvation. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Eternity Church. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.